Hello everybody and welcome to Ladies Who, our podcast on all things theatrical and feminist. My name is Charlotte and I'm Chloe and we make up Fight Theatre. On this podcast we love to discuss our own experiences as female early career artists, making work that resonates with other women and our thoughts on navigating the creative industry as female artists. This episode we will be discussing growth. Today we'll be talking about our training and journeys as creatives and how this has got us to where we are now. So Charlotte, do you want to kick us off and tell us about your creative journey? Go on then. I will. Um, I'm going to take you through like everything, like right up to where I am now. So right. hope, you're, hope you're interested. Got a nice cup of tea. <laughs> <Ready>? <laughs> I know, get your where... bruise because this is going to be a long one it's gonna, today. Yeah, it is. It's going to be a, a good little uh, rundown. So make sure you're sitting comfortably. <laughs> So, yeah, I've always been really, from being right young, being really interested in, like, doing creative stuff more than, like, not academic. I've always been quite academic, but, like, maths, mathsy stuff and sciencey stuff, yeah. basically. I've always preferred art and drama and English and stuff like that. Very much that kind of brained person, if that makes sense. What's it, like, right brain? Yeah, like, it's a like creative brain. It's like right brain, left brain, isn't it? Oh yeah. Yeah, it's right. I don't know which one. one I think right I brain's the mean. creative one. If I'm wrong, somehow. The creative Someone let me know. brain. Yeah, I'm <laughs> the very much the creative side. Um so I always love doing arty things and um things like that. I went to stage school from quite a young age where I got a lot more confidence to be honest. That really helped me. Um and I really enjoyed it as well. Like that was my first stuff I actually did on like a proper stage was the shows there. Even though I was right little. Oh, little baby Charlotte. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was good. But funnily enough, I never actually was like, oh, I want to go into theatre. I think just because I didn't know what careers and options there was, I always just thought it was like, you're an actor. Mm. And that was sort of it, do you know what I mean? And I wasn't interested in just being an actor and just being like on like a TV show or something. Like I didn't had a very narrow perception of what theatre was, even though I was doing stuff on a stage. But I was like, yeah. it's not a career. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um. And then, so yeah, I always wanted to, to be an artist, as in like a painting artist, like drawing yeah. fine art to, sort of artist. And it wasn't until like literally sixth form, right, right when I was like getting to like starting to do UCAS and stuff, and like actually choosing like my uni, where I was like. I absolutely loved doing drama in sixth form. I did level drama. And, like, we got to devise there and do stuff like that. And I absolutely fell in love with, like, devising and, like, creating theatre in that sort of way. So then when I found out about theatre companies where it wasn't just, like, you stand on a stage and you act and you're told what to do. It was more sort of equal. Like, find, like literally learn about, like, companies like Knee High and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I know they have a director, obviously, but... Yeah. They obviously, like, loads of companies that do it sort of more where the actors are involved in the process as well. I was, like, really, really keen on that. And I felt myself, like, being drawn more towards the drama side of things. Um, So I went with that. I went with it. And I went to uni. Um, I Before I do that, actually, I'll go back a little bit. Just before I went to uni, I did a little project with a theatre company in Northumberland, which is called Open Clasp Theatre Company, which is a female theatre company. I believe it's all female, all women. Um, And they do a lot of work. They do some really cool stuff, actually. They do a lot of work around, like, 
women's issues and stuff. They had a really famous um, piece did really, really well that was like made with women in prisons. They did really, really well. They do loads of really cool stuff. Honestly, I recommend you check them out. But they basically came to my, my school, my sixth form, were like, we need some performers. And I was like, me, <laughs> me, please. Yeah. I'll do it. <laughs> so I went and did um, a touring production with them around Northumberland. Oh, nice. Um, in conjunction with the Northumberland Domestic Abuse Services. And we basically did, like, a week of intensive rehearsals, putting this play together. Um, I went with an amazing director who I loved. And um, she, like, we basically put this piece together that was about um, child sexual exploitation in rural communities. And obviously I lived in quite a rural community. Mm. So that was the point of it. Like we then took it around and toured to loads of schools and basically educated the schools, like the students and the, the teachers yeah. on like how to spot like children who would be in danger of like child sexual exploitation. And like we had like obviously we had like a performance and then a workshop, which I led as well. And that was the first oh, time I'd nice. done anything like that. Like did it on like the applied side and like led a workshop. Yeah. But I enjoyed doing that as well. We did loads of different schools we did a couple of theatres as well and then we did a big conference at the end that had loads of like healthcare professionals social workers people who work in like the nhs and like people who work and teachers but people who come into contact with children so he would need to know that sort of information because it obviously i wasn't aware until i did it apparently it's a massive massive issue Mm. in um like rural communities and this was done as well we did it around the same time like we were literally performing this piece as the three girls came out oh um, that BBC that, one the BBC thing, yeah, yeah. So, which is obviously about very similar yeah, um, yeah. thing it's about very similar had similar themes to and similar storyline to the play mm. um, so like people it was really cool because people would bring that up when we did the, the workshops and be like oh I've heard of this and stuff so it was like it was cool I, that was a fantastic document yeah. like fantastic drama actually for like yeah, bringing was, awareness to it yeah, so that was, was cool really um but yeah I loved doing that uh like that I got to put input into how the overall performance went as well as act um so I did that I absolutely loved it and I like the applied stuff as well which I I didn't know so I feel like all the way through all these experiences I was like finding different like little pathways I could go down in drama if that makes sense like Mm. when I was younger I was like oh it's not really a job though unless you want to be like on tv and I didn't yeah. And then I was finding all these little things like theatre companies and devising and Kept, directing. Like, leading you back to it. Yeah. yeah. And like applied stuff. It was like, oh, there's actually way more options. Yeah. Do you feel like that job with Open Class kind of like solidified like you wanting to do like drama as a yeah. career? Yeah, definitely. But I still had like a lot of hang ups, if that made sense. Because I still had, because everyone tells you, it's like, what are you going to do with that? Yeah, what are you gonna it's do a dead-end job. Yeah. What if it doesn't work out, you need to have a plan B. Like... Yeah, it's so risky, there's no jobs in it, but yeah. that's because the people who are saying that also don't know the, the industry. industry. <laughs> yeah, and don't know, like, what jobs that are. They just think, yeah. like, oh, you're going to be an actor. Yeah. And that was never the plan for me, like, if that makes sense. I like yeah. acting, I like performing, but I uh, like the devising process, like the making process. Yeah. So I did never just wanted to just, just act, as much as obviously that's a fantastic job. It's not for me. <laughs> but people, yeah, so that was, oh, I still had a lot of hang-ups about it. So when I went to uni, I originally went for a combined a combined course. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, yeah I, I did um, combined drama and theatre studies with English literature, which, to be fair, 
I do like English. I really do. That's far away from art, though, because you said you were so into, like, Yeah, I went off it. I went. I proper went off it because I just got frustrated with it in sixth form. <laughs> like, I, I still don't do a lot of art now. I do bits and bobs. Yeah. You should. You're so good. I'm not, but thank you. I got frustrated with it. Like, I'm a bit of a perfectionist, and it was never how I wanted it to, to be, if that makes sense. Like, it just wasn't... I'd finished stuff, yeah. and I wasn't happy with it, and I found that really frustrating, and I didn't have the time... You might like you meeting deadlines and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Didn't have the time to like sit and go over it and paint it and whatever, make it until it was what I wanted. However, I now do installation, so it's still in there. Like, yeah, I still yeah. do arty things. I just needed all these things, to, these different elements to combine, and I didn't know the, how that was how gonna that happen. was going to work or that they would, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It was felt like I had to choose just one thing. Yeah, schools make you feel like that. Like, yeah, I'll probably talk about that as well. But then they do make you feel like you. You have to choose one thing and you can't, Mm -hmm. you can't do more than one. And I think a lot of creatives sometimes feel like that as well. Well, how many creatives do you do like, you know, more than one thing when you can be really It's like you have to narrow yourself down and choose one to focus on. But then basically, how many creatives do you know that do theatre and do art and do a bit of singing and play an instrument? Like so many people do, like so multi-talented. Like you don't, and some, like obviously I've just finished my master's. A lot of people I was on my master's with, their whole practice centered around being a disciplinary and yeah. combining those things. It's like yeah. that's where the, that's where it gets interesting, you know. That's what I think, and it's funny. Like when I remember being at uni, and it was this thing of like, oh, I wouldn't do a combined honors because I'd rather be good at one thing than mediocre oh, at two. God, and it was like, Come God, on. <laughs> I'm doing two things. Like, shut up. <laughs> like, people are just stupid. Oh. <sighs> God, that what <laughs> I love our like collective sigh there because that is just, what an attitude. <laughs> Personally, the um the combined approach wasn't for me. I cared a yeah. lot more about drama than I did about English. I realistically didn't want to do the English. I just wanted to put all my energy into the drama, and I personally felt like it wasn't the combined course wasn't for me. But I understand it works for a lot of people and works yeah. well for a lot of people. Yeah. But for me, it, I didn't like it, so I wrote a couple of essays. And I got out of there. <laughs> I was like, see ya. <laughs> um, and yeah, when I went to second year, I did drama full time, which was yeah. a really good decision for me, to be honest. It was probably the best decision I made. Um, other than just going to uni for, like, in general. Yeah. That, I think that's still one of the best, best decisions I've ever made for me. Like, it did a lot for me, to be fair. Yeah. Um, but yeah, English. I love English. I still love reading and writing and things, but it's not my vibe. <laughs> yeah basically i mean it comes in good for like funding applications and stuff because we've got these really big words or i'll write something and go you know what i mean just make it sound better <laughs> i'm really good at that make it, make out. it works uh, and it, it does help though because obviously i do i did a lot of the script writing for yeah. grew up and stuff i mean obviously English literature is slightly different but i still have a lot of like the vocabulary and stuff yeah. and like the, yeah, i know do. understand a lot of the techniques and then I still like enjoy stuff like that and I love theory like I absolutely love theory and you get to do a lot yeah. of theory obviously in English you're analyzing stuff all the time and it's good like that helped me because then when I was doing essays for my drama stuff I had this really strong sort of like knowledge of like writing and mm. how to structure things as well as like a lot of theories that some people were approaching for the first time on yeah. the drama course whereas I'd already done them yeah. like do you know what I mean but it did come in handy but I was glad I'm definitely glad that I continued with just the drama it was the right yeah. thing for me um so then yeah I did that um 
it was a really cool course because it's one of those courses that takes people in who who don't know what they want to do sort of and I had ideas but I, again I didn't know how they were going to all come together yeah. but our course was designed so you come in being like yeah I want to do drama I don't know what I'm going to do maybe I'll act whatever and it shows you all these other opportunities yeah. and all these other pathways that you can go down so it was literally perfect for me because I wasn't sure and I like felt like I had to choose one thing and I, I didn't know and it just like opened my eyes to, like all these different things I could do and like how they could work together and stuff as well so it was really really cool so when we got to like you know second year and you were trying out like mm. we, we did it didn't we applied and contemporary and classics yeah. and stuff you did, like, and then six weeks of each yeah one, like you, and, you like, got to it's like tap pass you get to try a little bit of everything yeah drama and then tap pass end, yeah <laughs> it is and then at the end you choose your favorite thing yeah. to go forward yeah do. oh that was good i'll do that again yeah <laughs> so then when i got to third year i chose to do applied which is obviously interesting because um i'd done a bit of applied with obviously open clasp and the workshop stuff and I, I felt like comfortable doing that. I felt like I knew what I was doing. Yeah. And we did a placement obviously. And then I did directing as well, which I'd never done before. And I was terrified. But <laughs> it turned out to be one of the best things I've ever done. Um because with the directing I got to combine all the things that I liked, which was like devising and like looking at the set and the dramaturgy and like like you yeah. get to decide absolutely everything like you get to decide how you stage it what the set looks like what the lights look like um you know exactly what you want the audience to see I and think that's I, the most fun it's bit so of cool. making theater yeah. yeah so you get to do all that which i which i love so that was really interesting and i, I loved that part of the course my lecture was fantastic it was really interesting mm. and my lecture was fantastic because she always used to like she was like she would purposely do it so she would like teach us about loads of influential directors but then she would always sprinkle some really extra like female cool ones like some really cool female (laughs) directors in there as well like she'd make sure there was loads of them in there so that was really cool um because obviously it was like oh you got to see people doing what i wanted yeah to do like if that makes sense like empowering you whilst also learning about them yeah yeah definitely she was definitely like trying to like empower us a bit and like inspire us definitely and it it 100% worked 100% because obviously I still want to do it (laughs) so here I am now um so yeah I started getting more into directing Uh, I did a little bit of volunteering as well with directing with some of the um when I was in third year I helped direct some of the productions for the second years which I enjoyed yeah um and again got more into the theory side love writing essays love doing theory um so and I like I love applying stuff like applying theory performances and stuff that I've seen in art so that was really cool um and then I joined I actually did this a little bit earlier but basically I joined musical theatre in like end of first year start of second year yeah I think it was but you took over when did you take over yeah so I did my first year like mm-hmm. in the society and then I became president in my second year so second year you took over yeah. and then when did I was it third you year? joined well I mean you I was, was in it but yeah. I wasn't like I mean officially you joined the committee in third year but yeah you were pretty much I stepped up there. yeah you were yeah. like outside of the rehearsal room I was sat there planning the sessions and like going through you with yeah, a lot of stuff yeah. as well so me and Chloe just sort of <laughs> naturally worked together very well yeah and we, it was quite clear that we made like a good little team with that and um so I sort of stepped up and was helping out towards the end of my second year with musical theatre and then third year I officially you stepped up me. 
to be <laughs> vice president. And I loved musical theatre because I got to do all those things again. I got to devise, I got to direct, like, I, and I got to perform. So it, again, teach, I got like, to teach yeah. as well, which I like doing. Um, so it was like a perfect little combination of all those things. And because me and Chloe are very ambitious all the time <laughs> and just can't just not do anything and like to overload ourselves with work. Yeah. Instead of just like doing our third year and like chilling, chilling <laughs> do, focusing on our dissertations, we were like, let's put on a whole musical, which ha- like fully led by students, which hadn't yeah. been done at our university before. Because why would yeah. someone put themselves through that during their third year? But we were like, let's do it. <laughs> it was literally like funded by ourselves as well. Like Yeah, we fundraised everything fun- yeah, for it. All fundraised, like everything was done by us. We had one member of staff give us some fun- a little bit of funding. She gave us a little bit of yeah. costume funding, didn't she? Yeah. And um, then which we was had, fantastic. Um, the guy who did the music. Yeah, as we well. had a fantastic. We, yeah, we um, the music, director, the music director was fantastic, and he brought the band, the orchestra, who yeah. were amazing. Um, but the staging and everything. Yeah, else everything else was, was down at us. Like it? the actual <laughs> casting, like auditioning, yeah. planning putting together everything all the organization all the rehearsals everything was down to us and i got to do a lot of directing there which was cool not to mention as well that we did both play main parts oh yeah we did as well at the same time <laughs> <laughs> yeah we were directing and we were in it because like we're, because we're, we're not normal we're not normal we'd like to give ourselves too much work <laughs> and we weren't a massive society so yeah. you played wednesday it was the adams yeah. family you played wednesday adams and i <laughs> did i was alice <laughs> it was funny because you'd be like right so this is what i want for the scene and I now remember, i'm gonna do it <laughs> yeah i remember doing one normal night and being like okay so this is the staging and then went okay so now you're gonna jump out and i'm gonna jump it okay yeah. <laughs> but that was a really cool experience because we got to do it all ourselves and again yeah. like i like being like fully involved from like the idea right through to it being done and performed mm. so that was a cool opportunity and like I think when you say to people like, oh, I did like a musical when I was in uni, they're like, yeah, lots of people do. But like, it's a little bit different for us because our uni doesn't do that. Yeah. Like yeah. they very occasionally, they did a show when we were in second year, but we had no part in any of no. the behind the scenes. It was no. just like yeah. you cast in a part and you turn up and do it sort of thing. Yeah. Um, But our uni very rarely puts those sort of performances on. Yeah. Doesn't really like to fund them too much. Yeah. Um, So like we... We literally did everything, which I think for like two um, third years who'd never done anything like that before was a really big achievement, to be uh, honest. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it did, yeah. like, it looked really sick as well. Like, it, it did come out really well. It so, did. But we couldn't do it because of COVID. Oh. <laughs> we literally, like, did the tech. Like, we did, we were, yeah. Did yeah. the dress run. Like, we were ready. But I um, remember going in that Monday and going into the theatre because it was literally, like, the Monday before we opened mm. the show. And I was like, are we going to be able to do it? And they were like, no. Yeah. And I remember just being like, like, so the last six work. months of work, the amount of money we spent on it was all for nothing. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh my that God. That was hard to take, I'm not going to yeah. lie. That was, yeah, uh, was horrible. That was really sad, but we got through it because at the end of the day, we know that we still did it. Like, yeah. it's so we, we were robbed of like the actual final show, which is so depressing. But like, we still, it's still an achievement that we actually put it on and it actually went ahead to be fair so we still felt really proud of ourselves and I think everyone that was in it should have been proud of themselves as well because they were fab but yeah that was where we first started working together yeah and worked out that we work well together (laughs) like really well together um and that 
partnership has just continued on. And here um, we are. <laughs> but yeah, then I've graduated and mm. started my master's. So I've been doing that. I'm not going to talk too much about my master's because I've talked about this in previous episodes and I don't <laughs> want to sound like a pirate just repeating myself all the time. Um, but yeah, I've just fin- I'm just finished up my master's now, doing my dissertation. Because of my master's, I haven't done as much like freelance stuff. As Chloe has, just because you've had like the year out to like do Understandably. Loads of bits. Yeah. You've yeah. been doing a master's. Yeah, because <laughs> I've, I've still been in education. Um, my master's has been a challenge, but I mean, I'm nearly there now. So, and it's been interesting. And I've got to do lots of theory. But the whole thing with my master's is like, it's about building your practice. And I think I wasn't 100% sure what that was. Mm. So I think it was probably good for me because now I have more of an idea. And now I've nearly finished that, my time now. Obviously, as you know, alongside doing this, like doing bite is yeah. like it's my time now to like focus on my practice and like try and get opportunities yeah. and like actually like try and take it somewhere, which is terrifying but really exciting as well. It is and terrifying. hopefully I'll get somewhere with it. But you yeah, will. Will. that's my like sort of creative journey. Summed up, I've always had lots of little passions and bits that I like to do. Yeah. Um, and I always thought that I couldn't really pursue them, but if you put them all together, it makes my practice. So, yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> if that makes sense. Like, yeah. I, like I, I, I do directing and I do installation and I still do bits of art and I still do bits of this and that and I just sort of bung it all together and it, and it works. It's, it's, yeah. yeah. So it, I've sort of come full circle. I'm, I'm doing everything that I did want to do. I still teach, you know, so I do a bit of applied stuff. My, obviously I still do the art with the installation yeah. I still act like so yeah it all it all it's all come together in the end so it's an exciting time going forward hopefully <laughs> fingers it crossed is. it's exciting you're smashing it thanks you're killing it would you like to go through yours now I feel, like I feel like I've talked forever there yeah <laughs> <laughs> I know it's my turn now isn't it? <laughs> um, um yeah so my like background is in dance for the most part um I like started dancing when I was little um and my mum put me in dance classes she put me and my twin sister in and my sister absolutely hated it but she kept going because I went because that's what you like when your kids did it mm-hmm. they're like we'll both go together so I think we, oh, we no. <laughs> did you not do dancing no, as a kid I did a bit here and there but I wasn't very good Fran just did not vibe it we're both twins for uh, <laughs> for reference yeah. We're both twins. Um, my sister said no. <laughs> <laughs> Very family. Yeah. But you've met Fran, that makes sense. That yeah. tracks. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so it was always kind of in dance class. Um, and I think I stopped dancing when I was maybe nine. Nine or ten, like end of primary school kind of age. Um, so I was always very like arty, very performance Like through schools I did the little like we did Joseph and like Aww. we did a Leavers play and I was like always involved in them. Yeah. I always wanted to be in them. Um and then I got to sixth form and I just I just have always loved like dance and drama and like when I got to secondary school that was when I kind of started getting more into drama. Um because before it was just mainly like dance and I did gymnastics and that kind of stuff as well as you do when you're a child. <laughs> I trained in a mainly ballet. Um a little bit of like street but not a lot I'm not a street dancer um and I did like jazz um and like musical theatre really um and then went to secondary school and then got to choose in my GCSEs and I did dance and drama and then 
other random ones. And then, like, then was kind of when I really started to get into, like, into it and really wanting to do it. But I didn't know how it was ever going to work. As you do when you're, like, 13, 14, I was like, I love doing this. And I'd, like, I dream of this being my job, but I just don't know how it's going to happen. So I did them, I did well in my GCSEs, and then it got to A-levels, and I was like, oh, I'll I'll do A-level dance and drama. Sorted. And I did that, um, and my school actually tried to stop us from doing A-level dance, (gasps) because their excuse was there wasn't enough people on the course, and there was five of us on the course, but they were like, there's not enough people. In drama, there was 13. Surely they have to run it, even if there's just one. So this is the tea, right? So... I'm not going to name names. I hope no one from school is listening. But if you are, <laughs> hello. Um, but there was one girl in out in my school that was always kind of like put on a pedestal and oh. was like, "You're amazing." Anyway, and she's a very talented girl. Don't get me wrong, um, but she wanted to do a level music, and because she was a singer, they let her do it. But it was just her on the course. Oh, so, so then yeah. the tea was it was like so. There's not enough people. To do dance. But you're allowed to well, run the five course of us. for one person. Yeah. There. So it was just our, like, sixth form leader being like, no, less performing arts. Yeah. Um, And my school was kind of always like that. Like, when I first went in year seven, it was a performing arts school. And that's really? why I wanted to go, because I was like, oh, my God, like, they do performing arts, yeah. And then, like, we got a new head teacher in year eight, and then they changed it to, like, science. Oh. Yeah. That's weird. See, mine was a business school, but we had, like, a really good drama department for yeah. some unknown reason like it was sick i'm not going to complain but i don't know why in a business school we had just we went really hard in the drama department i don't know why it's not so hard <laughs> <laughs> but yeah mine was like yeah it was performing arts and then our new head teacher was like psych you don't get rights anymore and we were oh, like God. okay fine um but yeah i did like the school choir got to go to disneyland performing with them like did loads a little bit oh, did like sick. weddings and like stuff like round all around the towns and everything. All around the towns. <laughs> Pubs and clubs. <laughs> Madonna, I can do. <laughs> as soon as I said that, I was like, I forgot it. But yeah, um, and then it got to do my, like, choosing where to go to uni. Mm. I was similar to you. I'd started doing a bit of dance, like, on the side again. Because through school, I'd started doing netball when I got to, like, year eight. Mm. So that was, like, my thing when it got to year eight. And dance, I was just like, oh, whatever. I'll do it in my GCSEs, but, you know, don't want to do it outside. Mm-hmm. Um, And then I quit netball when I was, like, 15. Didn't like it anymore. Like, just not... Wasn't the vibe. And then I joined East Riding Youth Dance County Company and started working with them. Um, Worked with, like, a dancer from Phoenix Dancing Leeds. We went to, like performances in like Leeds and um I think it was Doncaster like loads of like little um you dance and like scratch festivals and that kind of stuff Mm. um and it was amazing and it was really good and that was kind of where I started my like professional in air quotes (laughs) professional training um because I always felt really far behind when I got to 16 17 auditioning for unis because I was like People have had these training from when they were four years old. I've took, like, near enough ten years out. Like, just did dancing GCSEs. Had virtually no technique. Do you feel like it's quite, like, the industry as a whole is quite, like, competitive and, like, almost, like, inaccessible in that way? Because it's almost like if you haven't had that training from being, like, 
like a toddler, then it's like you're yeah. the odd one out, you're behind, and your technique like can't be as good. Even though realistically, what technique are you learning at three? I don't know. <laughs> exactly, exactly, and that's it. Like, there's like, so many. I don't know how much at yeah. three you actually take in of that. Yeah, there's so many like interesting conversations around that because it's like that sense of like elitism and competitivity just creates such a like toxic industry for you to be in mm. and like as a dancer as well like you're always told through your training there's going to be someone that's better than you there's going to be someone who's had better training there's going to be someone that can get the like higher than you all that kind of stuff and then it gets to it and sometimes that's true and sometimes but is it about that that's what i mean and it's like is it about who yeah. you can get the like highest or is it about like the whole performance as a whole exactly. like should the leg could be lower, yeah. but the whole dance could be full of more, like, passion and more interesting moves Exactly. And stuff. Funnily enough, like, we was talking about this with the project I recently did, because yeah. there was, um, like, me who'd come from university training, there was a couple of others that were, like, Edge Hill and Chester and all that kind of stuff, but then there was people that did, like, Lipper and Guildford, mm-hmm. and, like... Proper I, serious. Yeah, so. and, like, I remember first hearing they were on Lipper, and I was like, oh, my God, I don't have that training, oh, my God. Like, am I worthy of being here the same way they are? Because I don't have that training. But then it's a thing of, like, everyone, everyone's movement is just naturally going to be different anyway. Mm. Like, technique is all kind of a concept. Because I sit there and think, like, I would rather watch a dancer that technically might not be as good, but has that fire, rather than watching a technically amazing dancer that's, like, dead behind the eyes and can't be bothered, mm. do you know? Well, I suppose people's... Sorry to interrupt you, but you can oh, go no, back to this in a second. But I suppose as well, we were speaking with this the other day, I suppose um, people's perception of, like, what a, what technique, like, what a technically trained dancer mm-hmm. is, is going to change anyway, because you've got a whole horde of students who've just graduated, haven't done at least, like, at least two-thirds of their degree online. online yeah. So, like, obviously they'll still have gotten technique classes, but it's definitely going to be different to what it would have been if you were in person. So therefore, surely the standard of, like, technique, like, do you know what I mean? Like, the standard yeah. of, like, what is a, like, classically or traditionally trained dancer is going to change because they'll have had a different, it might be better, it might be worse, we'll have to see, don't know. Yeah. But their education and their technique training will have been different again to everyone else who's gone through it, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, no, yeah, it does. Because they've not done it in a studio, they've done it at home. Yeah. They've had to adapt, if that makes sense. Yeah. And then it's the thing of, like, compared to how the industry used to be, like, that wouldn't be classed as, you know, traditional training at mm. all. Oh, would it not? No. Like, traditional, like, tra- if we're talking, like, traditional dance training, mm-hmm. is like, being in a ballet studio from five years old and going oh. on competing. And, you know, like, dance moms. <laughs> like, that kind no, of stuff. Yeah. Do you know what I, I mean? Like it's so reliant on, like... Like you have to put these hours in. I'm like, going to a yeah. proper dance school and taking yeah. class three days a week and all that, and it's like and like literally dancing and until yeah. until your feet bloody bleed and yeah. like do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's mad. But then I got to uni, right? <laughs> <laughs> so like you get to uni and you realise it's basically all a load of rubbish. Like I auditioned to do dance and drama, um, and. For me, the combined approach actually really worked mm. well because I knew I wanted to do dance and drama, but I think for me and my career, I didn't want really to bring those together. I used to think that I did, mm. but now I feel like my dance and my theatre practices are so different from each other that bringing them together sometimes is fine, but I'd rather keep them 
separate. Mm. So, like, for me, going to uni, it was really important that it wasn't a physical theatre course. Yeah. Or, like, musical theatre. And, like, as much as I love musical theatre... you wanted that broad range yeah, of stuff. Because... And it's, like, what you were saying about, like, the tapas of, mm. like, choosing. Like, my dance... The dance side of my course at university was so steeped in, like, somatic practices and contemporary dance and, like, dance for camera and, like, all this kind of... Um, I like to call it, like, wanky contemporary <laughs> because that's what a lot of people think it is. Like, you know that annoying, like, um, the medium of dance. I'm going to dance like a tree. Like, yeah. taking the piss, like... The colour red, dance to the colour red, rainbow rhythms. Yeah, we genuinely did that. <laughs> I genuinely danced to the smell of a perfume. That was an oh exercise I actually did. I'd like to see you do that, to be fair. I mean, I'd do it now. It's quite, it'd be quite fun. <laughs> Maybe like, not the best podcast material, because people well, either yeah. smell the perfume or see the dance. Yeah. But uh, I think that's that would be cool. Maybe we'll do it on the Instagram. Yeah. But yeah, like so my dance was like very that. Mm. And then my drama was like... It was like, well, I like performing, but I also think teaching would be fun. And I never saw myself as a serious, like, you know, naturalistic actor. Oh. I'm not like that. That is not my vibe. Uh, we are both. We're, we're both absolutely terrible. Both of us hate naturalism. Yeah. We all my homies hate Stanislavski. <laughs> uh, I know. I know. I like it. I like watching other people do it. I hate doing it. I, I know the other. I know they're all the same. I, I I think I just feel too vulnerable. Mm. If someone went, you're going to perform naturalism, that's just Oof. very exposing for me. And I'd rather do, like, what we do. Yeah. And take it to that extreme, because it... Mm. You can differentiate between you putting a character on, do you know? Yeah. I like to have that feeling of, like, I did that and I've come off stage and it's like, oh, it's done now. Yeah. And then it's like, with naturalism, sometimes it's like, you're playing a character, but, like, it's so close no. to how you are. Yeah, it, no, it 100% percent blends. There's been, like... People have, I know people have literally wrote the dissertations on this mm. of like it leaves a lasting effect on you like yeah. and that's why you have to be careful if you do that sort of acting because if you're acting at a really traumatic scene like you can come away feeling like you've done yeah. you've done it if that makes sense yeah. like it Mad. it does leave a bit of a, a bit of a mark if that makes sense yeah. but yeah yeah that's not my vibe both of us not, no. not 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 neither of yeah. us are uh, naturalistic actors no. realistically are we no I don't think I ever will be to be honest mm-hmm. but yeah and then. Um, I chose applied in a third year as well, and then that's when me and Charlotte started working together. Um, and then kind of on the side of um, my degree, I started doing some dance bits with a dance company called SMG Dance Collective. Um, and they're based in Liverpool, so I did a couple of light nights with them, a little couple of like scratch festivals, that kind of stuff. Um, and I got to form in some like really gorgeous... I got to perform in the Walker Art Gallery, which is pretty... That was cool. Pretty groovy. Um, and that was kind of, like, my first taste of, like, working as a dancer properly. Um, even though it was all, like, voluntary kind of mm. stuff. And I was there for the experience. That was, like, my first taste of, like... Did you feel like you got a bit of a bit of a taste for, like, you, yeah. like you made you just want more? It did, 100%, because I remember being, like, I've just performed as a dancer. And, like, to me, that was a really big thing because I'd never really done that before like properly um and then alongside that obviously we spoke about musical theatre and I've done that um so all my experience is kind of like I feel like mine is a little bit like tapas as well like same as you in the sense both of of us are quite interdisciplinary yeah like I've got my teaching experience and like 
now I teach like dance to mm. kids but then I have like my like real dance like professional dance career um and I shied away from calling it that for like a while because I was like ooh, like I don't think I am professional yet and like now I think while I'm still early career that doesn't doubt the level that I'm at like yeah that doesn't I'm working as a professional like to me working as a professional is making money off what you do and doing it well and getting good opportunities and that's what I'm doing yeah. So there's no reason to not call yeah, myself you are a, professional. a professional. You proper get like you know? impostories, oh, like what's it called? Imposter, imposter syndrome. syndrome. Like, you I'm are literally blessed, a professional yeah. dancer. Like yeah. you've been paid as a professional dancer. Yeah. You've done professional dance I jobs. I got my and yet paycheck you're stuck. Yeah. today for the job I did with the Liverpool Empire. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, but what if I'm not a professional dancer? But you like, clearly I'm are. qualified. Yeah. I'm like, oh, a whole degree. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it is hard and I think it's it does steep from that thing of, like, competitivity in the arts. Mm. And, like, you're always told there's going to be someone better than you. So then you get to that level yourself. Like, if you'd have told me at 16 when I was, like, choosing my A-levels that I would, like, what I would be doing now, I'd be like, that's mad. I never, like, I like I would have, like, weed myself of excitement because <laughs> I would have been like, that's my dream to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And now I can say I've done it, but... Because of that competitivity, you're always like, but there's a next step. And there's always something you've got to do yeah, better. Yeah, and know? there's always someone, like, yeah. doing better as yeah. well. But no one does it like you, so... That's true. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it is, it's hard. But I'm here. I survived COVID. <laughs> I got my degree. I graduated from uni. Got our graduation next month. Yeah, we, actually, yeah, we in do. In two months. We are finally getting to graduate. Yeah. We've been waiting since, obviously, so, like, we yeah. left uni, so that's exciting. Isn't it? A bit late, but better late I than know. never. <laughs> I know, yeah. But, yeah, the last year's just been mad, hasn't it? I've, I feel like yeah. you've had, like, a lot, like, you've really taken this year, like, in the best way you could have, like, it's been a bit of a... Aww. You got a bit of a bad hand as we all did with the COVID thing yeah. at the obviously since and leaving uni in during the pandemic. But then like you've really like taken the opportunity and like grabbed it with both hands and ran with it because yeah. like you've done so much like like cool stuff and like really worked on your practice and like you did that some like development courses and stuff. Yeah, you took loads of courses oh, yeah, and I feel like it's yeah. all paying off for you now because you've got like you're starting to get a little bit of a network and like the opportunities yeah. are coming through and like. It's just nice to see. It's nice to see that it's all coming to fruition for you. Oh, thanks. Because you deserve it, you fab. Speaking of growth, innit? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like, the last year and a half has been, like, rubbish You've for everyone. you put the graft in, Yeah. It's just, it's just crazy, isn't it? Like, I look back at where I was in, like, November, October time when I'd just moved in here. Mm. And, like, I felt like my whole life had been turned upside down. And I was working in hospitality and I couldn't ever find a way out. And it's, like... Yeah, since then I've done a couple of courses and um, working. And it's... You've definitely put the graft in yeah. and also like it's, yeah, definitely very deserved. Thanks. Well done. <laughs> well done. So I feel like that's quite a good little rundown. Is that everything yeah. you want to speak about? Yeah. I feel like it's quite a good little I rundown. Like of for ages. Like, no, it's good, it's good. It's what, it's what we're here for. It's literally a podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's it the is. point. That is the point. Um. So, yeah, I feel like that's a good little rundown of, like, both of our experiences and how we yeah. sort of started working with each other as well. So should we talk in a little bit more detail about how we actually went to start a company together? Yeah. I feel like that was a big step that yeah, we've obviously not spoken definitely. about yet. We were, we were hanging on for this, but... <laughs> 
So, obviously we both did applied theatre in our third year, mm-hmm. as um, we've kind of just spoke about. Mm-hmm. And it was one of them, like, for... Since doing musical theatre in my second year, I got to my third year and I was like, do you know, I'd love to make my own company and start making work. And it was something that was like, do I want it to be a dance company? Does it want to be theatre? I don't really know what I want to do with it, but I just know I want to have my own thing that I do. Um, but that, I just kind of like kept that on the back burner and like was waiting for the right opportunity to like bring it yeah. up, really. Because like when you're at uni, there are... There are loads of opportunities to do that kind of stuff, unless you're going to take the time outside of your studies to do it. Yeah. And because I was doing musical theatre, I was like, well... You're already pretty busy. Yeah, yeah. And then we got to apply it, and we had to basically design our own workshop Mm -hmm. series. Um, I remember, just before you get to that, I remember you saying, like, we were just sat, like, in uni, and you were like, I'd just love to start my own theatre company one day. And I just got, like, such a little, like, good vibe, like, good feeling from it. And obviously we'd worked together in musical theatre and stuff. But I was like, I want, I want to do that. Like, I want to do it. So I remember I, came, I don't know if you remember this. I fully came to you and I was like, if you do that, I want to be involved. I don't care if you don't want me involved, <laughs> I'm being it. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. obviously if it's dance, like, that's not really my sort of thing. But if it's more theatre, like, I'd, I'd be really keen. So, like, I'd be happy to go in on it with you, basically. And you were like, oh, we'll see what happens. And then oh, we went and started. Cool. Oh, has it? Yeah. Why? It's just mad, isn't it? Like, to think about, like, I just I just knew I was I was know. so keen to... I, like, I don't remember why, but I was like, I just, I need to be in it. Like, yeah, I, I, I just did. Like, I just knew that it was, it. yeah, because you're a obviously. <laughs> I just knew it was going to be like a good thing. And like, if we, if we did it, it would be, it would be yeah. good, I think. Like, yeah, just had all around, you know, you just know, you just know. Yeah. I was just, I was just dead set on like, I'm being in that company. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then we obviously got to, we both picked applied. And yeah. the task was like, the assessment was to make a little theatre company and go and do something yeah it was like the assessment was to like obviously like do it sort of like a mock thing like we'd write essays on it as if we'd you know done this all this mad funding and stuff which we hadn't done but like at the end of the day you still had to make a theater company and like go and deliver some applied sessions in a community group yeah and i originally got put in a different group to you you did i remember yeah, yeah. and then i was just like looking over at you like oh and oh. you literally went to our teacher was like she's gonna be in our group because we're doing this after uni like we're doing it yeah and then she she came over to me and was like oh you've got a business partner over there and I was like, what do you mean? She was like, you've got a business partner. You're going to work together after uni, aren't you? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, we are. And then I went over <laughs> and joined your group. And it was like, look, this is an opportunity. We get to obviously make a theatre company, even if it isn't like, you know. Yeah. Like, like it's still like for an assessment, obviously. But like, you do get to make a company. Why don't we just do make the company we want to make anyway? Focus the assessment on like we'll do it around something that we want to do yeah and then use that as our first piece of work and then we've already got some experience in the bank that we can yeah. talk about when we go and yeah, yeah, apply yeah. for other things and i think that was a smart that move. was <laughs> yeah yeah because the thing was right like although if we didn't do it i would have been making a random theater company for the sake of the assessment yeah and it was like you know the assessment was to make a logo to make a buyer like literally like yeah. set up social media like literally set up this theatre company mm-hmm. essentially so in my head and like do your whole first yeah, like project do your first project and it was like 
why wouldn't I use this to actually properly do it? Mm-hmm. And I was like, we'll just do it. And we did. And we, we did. did. We went out and delivered our workshop and it was lovely. And we've gone back to teach there now. Yeah, we still go back. After like a we year, were, we, we're still there. We did no placement and we just never left. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, it's so lovely. And so, yeah, like we took, I mean, the first year was quite challenging. I think it's hard to, is it, wait, not hard to say. It's fair to say. Yeah, fair to say. I don't know why hard came out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think that's fair to say. Because we kind of set it up, we did our placement and then COVID hit. Yeah, we literally only did three weeks of the four-week yeah. placement, which was sad. So we like, I remember we applied for a couple of, we applied for like the residency with Metal. Oh yeah. That was like the first time I we applied I sat for, that. for months during like the first lockdown. That was all I did every day. I would go on Art in Liverpool yeah. and I'd apply for everything that was relevant. It was a little daily, it was the only thing that like, kept me going through was getting up every day and applying for stuff. Yeah. I must have applied for hundreds under our like old name. Yeah. That like obviously we rebranded this year. Um, but like nothing came of it because we just the timing was off. Like it wasn't yeah. our time, if that yeah. makes sense. We were it too wasn't. new. Like we hadn't even finished our first project properly because of COVID and stuff. Like we were all scattered all over the country. Like it just yeah. wasn't it, it wasn't practical at the time. No. So But yeah, we all came back to Liverpool. Yeah. Um and then we started like bits didn't we yeah we started getting back to yeah. it and then eventually we still had a bit of like trouble getting things off the ground and then i think do you know what i think it was we rebranded in like that gave us like what we needed march was it this year yeah it was this year shut up it was it feels like a lifetime ago doesn't it yeah we rebranded and just sort of refocused the company because basically like oh my god we used to be we used to have a different name and we used to be more focused on like musical theater making workshops making musical theater accessible for young people which is still something that i think is like very like worthy and like it's very cool yeah but like when you're applying for funding people especially when it's like like a lot of people don't like musical theater and they think of it as like a, oh, like when you go, it's either really cringy mm-hmm. and it's like really silly and it's not like high art sort of thing. Or it's the opposite and it's like, well, that's what you go do if you go to London, you go see a show, but it's not for us. It's not for us. Yeah. And I think that's the issue. That's why it needs to be made more accessible. But we weren't getting anywhere with it. And then we think we both were more interested in doing other things. And I remember you were on this, obviously, this course. Mm-hmm. And I had to come in for a meeting with it, and she got us to write down like what kind of work we currently make on one side of the page, and what kind of work we would want to make on the other side, and, like not talk about it. And we both wrote down. Are you, are you getting it out? I've got my. You notes fully got it. Yeah. I yeah. I remember writing down like I wanted to make like, like combine like performance art and like oh all God. this mad visual sort yeah. of like drama stuff and like mad feminist stuff and just do stuff that was absolutely like really eclectic and quirky and crazy i think i went i don't think anyone would want to watch it and anyone would want to make it with me and then you literally had like the same stuff written down and it was like well why are we doing why are we not doing that then yeah you had live art theater mixed mediums Mm. that kind of stuff um oh my god where's mine (laughs) and i said interdisciplinary um politically driven more project like ladies who are politically driven with workshops yeah female based work like yeah. contrain and all of that and then we had another member and they wrote like dance based 
Yeah. And it was like, we had written the same list yeah. and they just wrote a completely different thing. And it was like, okay. <laughs> but it was interesting because we'd written like the same stuff and I literally said like, no one would want to watch it. No one would want to make it with me. It would just be absolutely nuts. And then you had literally written the same thing. And I was like, oh, maybe she does want to make that kind of work yeah. with me. Maybe people would be interested in seeing it. And it was like a little turning point for us, wasn't it? And yeah, we were like, 100%. actually, why are we still so focused on making this musical theatre thing work? when that's what we want to do. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like, yeah. I still love musical theatre, but I think we had bigger and, like, more, like, out there ambitions, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, probably come back to it one day. I don't know if it'll be with this company or if I'll, you know, but, like, I still love it, but it's not, like, my practice, if that makes sense. Yeah. And it's not your practice either, yeah. really. So it's, like, yeah, it, it wasn't the best fit for us. But, like, when we obviously had this conversation, it was, like little light bulb moment yeah it was and then yeah. a couple of months later was it we rebranded like we took we took our time on the rebrand to be fair yeah we just went completely quiet on all of our social media didn't post anything because you knew that it was going to change didn't we yeah we, i mean we was putting out work the chris at the christmas under the old name and we were like yeah i was putting out going it's not this isn't us at all and like we knew we were going to rebrand and it it felt like all the work we were making before we rebranded was like pulling teeth to make mm. it because we weren't one thousand well, we percent sold on about it, it. Yeah, you know. And then it's like we rebranded, and then you know we started mm-hmm. the podcast. We said first we said and... we were like that project is going to be our last one with this name, and then we because we were halfway through it when we like decided we were going to have to rebrand, didn't we? And we were like we're going to have to do it, and then we took our time on the rebrand. The worst thing about making a company, if you, honestly, if you ever think about making a theatre company and you're terrified about yeah. all the admin and everything and, like... That's not all even the, the worst funding, bit. That's not the worst bit. The worst thing is thinking of the name. Yeah, <laughs> I swear oh to God. God. Oh, my God. <laughs> not even just the theatre... I genuinely... Right, let me try and find... Oh, my God, we had so many names. names. No, don't, because I will actually scream. Because most things... Most okay. things we've actually named very easily. Ladies Who, we named very easily... Like, Pucker Up, we named so easily. But for some reason, like, trying to find something that's catchy and simple and, like, summarises your company and what you want to do but isn't too long It doesn't give everything away is impossible. If you read these out, I'm going to actually get so I'm going to... It's embarrassing. It's <laughs> so terrible. We were just writing... We were just literally on thesauruses, like, writing yeah. down any word. Like, typing in, like, female and writing yeah. down any word. No, don't. I actually can't cope. Sharp. Kick. Pick? Yeah. When did we ever have kick? I don't know. Duo double twice. Oh, because there's two of us. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, greenhouse. You liked that for ages. I did like that, but it had I not. Like it, it had absolutely nothing to do with our practice. But greenhouse theatre <laughs> sounds nice. Positivity. What the heck? That definitely wasn't one of mine. That was most definitely yours. Up north. Oh, I could still see Tree that. True north. No. Uh. Yeah. Ta-ta. We liked that for a while. Oh, I'm so glad we didn't go yeah. for that though. And then we literally drafted up logos for Bite, and then was yeah. like, mm, we had Bite the in the back of our mind. I wrote, I wrote down Bite like weeks before. Yeah, like it was one of the first ones we come up with. But then we didn't commit to it, did we? We were like, oh, what if it's not right? What if it's not right? And we sat in this flat in Chloe's flat. Yeah. For like nine hours one day, and we're like, we're gonna have to do it, and we absolutely racked our brains, and we couldn't think of everything, and we went back through the list of ones we'd like had like from weeks ago and we were like why didn't we like consider bite yeah it's actually cool we were just like too scared to like actually commit to one 
because it was like if we have to we were terrified to have to change it again yeah that's what it was you know and we put so much pressure realistically changing your name is not the end of the world do you know what yeah. I mean like if we, if we have to do it another, again another three months it's annoying but it's not the end of the world like yeah. it still doesn't change the fact that you've been making work and you've been like being productive and you've been you know plugging away at it and trying yeah but like we were so terrified to commit to one in case we had to change it that it stopped us actually picking one yeah and, like, actually we were like, getting on. yeah so like it was a bit of a hindrance to be honest so yeah. then we were like let's not commit to it let's just draft some logos and see and then as soon as we started drafting the logos we were like that's it i remember you drafted the logo that we have now and i saw it and i was like charlotte that's the one i was yeah. like this, this is it like this is actually it and i think rebranding like like saved the company to be honest yeah. if we didn't rebrand we probably wouldn't be working together no, at the moment hundred percent. there's no way like not because i don't want to like maybe we would have worked together on something different but like that endeavor just wasn't working out yeah so it needed a, a new lease of life if that makes sense and i always think as well like the way we got offered angel fields mm. to create our first piece of work like if we hadn't have rebranded and completely it, no. shifted our focus what would we have done like i don't what, know what the hell we would have made to be honest i can't imagine making no. anything else other than what we did i know because it was just so like it's just so us but it at the is. time we didn't even know what we were yeah if that as a company but now we have such like, a clear vision and like pucker up is like like you could not look at that and be like like it's got us written all over it yeah do you know what i mean uh, yeah like both of our like you can just tell but like what the hell would we have made if we hadn't rebranded uh, that's God what knows. i think could we have done a workshop i don't know do you know what i mean but like we've like we still teach and stuff, but obviously we just we just do everything now with such like a new lease of life, like which proper invigorated the whole company. Yeah. Like we have like we know what we're making now. We have such a like a good worth ethic work ethic. We have yeah. such a good like clear vision of what we want the company to be and where we want it to go, which we just didn't have before. Yeah, because it always felt like we were making work, like we didn't know where it was going yeah and it was like oh we'll do this one thing because it'll be cool yeah but we don't know where it's going and then i think the first draft version of like ladies who that was originally going to be like yeah it was originally going to be so different but it was but the name stuck and like the idea yeah of like it was a different format but the idea of having like like a more female focused yeah. company and a more like and a feminist project basically like was what stuck yeah I think that made sense for... It's like we were, like... We were, ne- we were, we were so close and we just mm, weren't quite on it. We were, like, making the work that we thought other people would want yeah. rather than making work that we actually wanted to make. Yeah. Do you know? It's like we got out of uni and we were like, well, we did this theatre company then, so why don't we keep it? And why don't we just carry on doing it? We 100% did the but right... But then it was like, yeah. what can we do except workshops? We 100% you know? did the right thing by using that assessment as an opportunity to build our company. Yeah. 100%. But we definitely, like, didn't focus on the right thing. But I don't think we even, like, either of us were even, like, far enough in our own little practice, like, practices in our own journeys... Yeah even know what it could have been yeah like, i would never have thought like, i'd have a feminist theater company but i wasn't far enough along in my practice if that makes sense to know that i was interested in in that like all these different yeah. things and combining that with like feminist theater like i just didn't know like i couldn't yeah. have even imagined it if that makes sense like we yeah, needed, the, ta- the, we needed the time to get there and we were making work like we were like we think we could get this we think we could get this but if you aren't passionate about it people don't want it if that makes sense. Yeah, that's it. it comes and that across. probably translated in, like... 
There we were passionate at the start, but then when we were applying for stuff, it just wasn't... We were passionate. We did our placement. We had so much passion for the placement, and we still do when we go teach there. Like, yeah. but... Um, Teaching's just one strand of it. And yeah. that's just freelance life, isn't it? Like, mm. I, love, I love teaching, but... And it's like... It's how a lot of freelancers make the money, but isn't it? But this stuck with but, me, like, you know. when we were on in that meeting with that, like, with the creative development course with leaders. Ellie. Yeah, yeah, she was like, you can always create a teaching strand to any of your projects and yeah. adapt it to what your project's about. Like, you could do a project about dance and teach, a project about feminist theatre and teach. You could do a project about the wackiest thing you could ever imagine. And you and can still it. do an applied, like, strand of that and like design some workshops design a teaching course alongside it but you can't like focus your entire unless you were just teaching company but if you want to make work like why would you try and make the work off of the like do you know what I mean like why would we go and teach and then come away and go what can we take from that workshop whereas realistically like the the kids that we were teaching would have been like the I'm not explaining myself very well no you are you are because like in workshop settings like the the focus the is participants the, make the are work. The, yeah, they, they make are the, the work, project, like, aren't they? But it's yeah. like you can translate from the stage and go, "This is the project, and this is how we we'll teach it." But you can't mm-hmm. go, "This is what we did in the workshop, and this is how it's going to go on stage." Like unless we were, unless we were way. putting those kids on stage, and then yeah. they could. But why would we separate ourselves from them and then go, "We're going to make a piece of work based on that"? It just yeah. wouldn't have the same sort of authenticity yeah. and the same connection as if those kids did it, which would be better. Yeah. So it's like. Yeah, we definitely did the right thing, I think, by rebranding yeah. and by refocusing as well. Yeah, 100%. But we needed that time, Yeah, definitely. But since we've rebranded, we've had so, it's been so positive. We've yeah. had way more luck getting opportunities. Obviously, we've got Angel Fields. We did a little um, Instagram Live thing with Metal, which was like yeah. their feature network short things, which I loved doing, which obviously we, we debuted our first podcast on. That felt really exciting because it felt like we were actually get. It was like our first time, like, sort of, like... Like, we rebranded just before that, didn't we? Yeah. And it felt like the first time we were actually like, this is who we are. This yeah, is what we yeah. do. Um, we started the podcast. Um, we've had, like... It's just been, like, so positive. We've had such an overwhelming reaction on social media. Yeah. Everyone's been so supportive. Like, the if you go on our Instagram dashboard... Like, it sounds silly, because obviously social media does <laughs> not make or break a company. Like, it's only one part. No, yeah. But, like, that's our main sort of advertising and how we, like, communicate with people who might be interested in looking at our work. Like the yeah. engagement's gone up massively. We wrote our stats out the other day for a um festival thing, and mm-hmm. it was like, since like in the last twenty eight days, it's gone up by three hundred percent. Like yeah, all of our I looked at the post I put put up the other day, and it was reached like they're just always reaching like thirty percent. It's like thirty mm-hmm. percent of people that saw it weren't following you, and it's like yeah, you people, people are a lot more interested and engaged in what we're doing now. Yeah, you know? definitely, it feels like. And it's exciting. Yeah, it's exciting. It's received better from our followers in general. We're getting more followers. People are obviously interested in seeing what we're doing, which is lovely and absolutely mad to think that people are interested in seeing what we're doing. And obviously social media isn't the be-all and end-all of a company. You could be a successful theatre company and have no social media. But when you start like we did in in the middle of a pandemic, that was our only way to like establish ourselves. We couldn't go to scrap Mm. nights and we couldn't go to networking events and we couldn't go to... Um, you know, and we we like we couldn't make a piece of in person work, so it was like, it, that's yeah. how we did it. That's how we had to establish ourselves. So for us, it feels like a massive thing, a massive part of our like advertising and like actually finding people who'd be interested in like working with us and like seeing our stuff. 
Yeah. So it's been it's been lovely, and it just feels really nice for us to feel like we have a bit of direction and a bit of success. <laughs> In it, and it's like since rebranding, I think we really needed like pucker up to be honest yeah we did that was an amazing opportunity yeah we needed that so bad and i feel like now we just know what we're doing yeah like, yeah yeah i'd agree it didn't even feel like you'd think that like making that piece of work would be so hard i'm not gonna bang on about it because we obviously talked about it in the last podcast yeah. but like making that piece of work was a dream like we came into the yeah. rehearsal studio every day and it was fun and we it didn't feel like a chore because we were so passionate about it and because like we had such a clear vision of what we wanted it to be and because we'd done all that rebranding and we'd done all that previous work and we like we were like we're ready do you know what I mean yeah. we're, we're ready now it's the right time and we can just take that now and run with it yeah I agree I feel like we've learned a lot we have and like our growth like I think our growth as a theatre company has also really been like helped by our own growth in our yeah. earned practices yeah like, I look at where I was a year ago and, like, I was barely engaged with my dance practice, really, mm. because of COVID and, like, all that kind of stuff. And I had other bits going on and all that. But, like, now I look at where we are and it's, like, we both have such such a deeper understanding of our own practices and what we can bring and what we can do mm-hmm. that it really made this process so easy. Yeah. And that's why we could just step in the studio and go, OK, let's go. Okay, think, take a day to choreograph this scene. Do you know? Yeah, literally. Like, it, yeah. I think, like, if anyone was going to listen to this, imagine no one listens to this. But um, <laughs> imagine if, if someone was listening to this, if I, if I imagine that someone's listening to it who's thinking of starting a own theatre company, I would literally be like, go for it. Because there's nothing, you can't, even if it didn't, like, work out the way that you wanted it to, it has the opportunity to grow into something like like what ours has it just needed like time and it needed like a bit of evaluation and a bit of a change of direction yeah but overall it just needed us to like grow a bit get a bit of perspective and like understand our own practices more and understand what we wanted to do and like the earlier you start that process off and like bite the bullet and just be like yeah I'm gonna make a theatre company the quicker you'll get to your end goal if that makes sense like you could wait three years and then start it but then you three years behind yeah even, exactly. even if it took you three years to like get where you want to be you're three years ahead does that yeah, make sense yeah like if you think we, i mean we started in 2019 and this is where we're at in 2021 2021 we started at the end of 2019 though didn't we yeah so in october it'll be two years that we've had the company that's mad but like that is mad when you think about it but like if you think we could have started at the end of our second year instead mm-hmm. of our third year do you know what I mean? Yeah. Even like that six months or that year earlier where we could be now because yeah. we're a year ahead. Yeah, Do you know? exactly. And you always feel like if you're being like quiet and you're not posting stuff and all the, all these other theatre companies who look amazing are posting and you're not doing anything, you're not doing a project at that time, you feel like it's a proper waste of time, but it's time where you're like, you are still developing, you are still like planning and mm. you know what you want to, like you get time to understand what you want to do, if that makes yeah. sense. So, like, yeah. it, it's still important, and we definitely took that time with the rebrand to, like, actually sit and make sure, like, this is what we want to do. This is, like, where we're going to go with it. And it just feels like a completely different company. It's a breath of, it's a yeah. breath of fresh air. It's, like, a different company to what it was yeah, a year ago. it is. It, it really is a different is. company, really. Yeah. I think my biggest piece of advice to anyone, like, starting a theatre company 
would be like just really know your practice mm. before you go into it mm-hmm. don't start with all these like if buts and maybe it's like it's it's great to have like things that you want to explore further but I think you really need to be rooted in that sense of confidence of this is who I am mm. this is the point of view I'm coming from as an artist and this is what I want to create because I think that was the biggest thing we struggled with was like yeah. our point of view I definitely needed, and why we make yeah. the work we want to make I definitely needed my masters to understand my practice I don't think I would I don't think I would know my practice if I didn't yeah to be honest but yeah that's just good advice for any creative is just know your practice like yeah. actually take the time to work it out rather because because uh, if you're in uni you're constantly jumping through the hoop of what the assessment wants yeah and you don't yeah. always get the time and the luxury to go well this is my work that I'm going to create and this is my signature style you don't always get that so yeah. it's important to take that time to actually you might be lucky and a lot of your assessments might lead you to that which would be amazing but a lot of them also won't you might need yeah. you your practice might be like you know really like experimental live art and a lot of the assessments you might have to do might be like applied theater or classics and it's just like you need to take that time to actually know what you want to do and it can be interdisciplinary it can be a mixture but it still needs to be like clear have we given really conflicting advice there i've said just do it and you're like no you practice but also like (laughs) no like it is a thing of just doing it because i think you don't you don't know what you like want to do unless you know what you don't want to do that's true do you know yeah like i <laughs> i know that i don't do street dance yeah. and i'm at peace with that that's not my thing <laughs> because i've done it and that's fine and i know that's not my practice and i yeah. think i think it's good to always you know try new things and like establish mm-hmm. what it is that maybe isn't your thing yeah without ruling things out completely right mm-hmm. i might i might walk into a street dance class one day i don't know I'm not uh, putting a date in my diary for it, but do you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Like, it's having that openness, but not being a thing of like, oh, I can do everything and it not being clear, mm, do you know? Yeah. So I think that's what we used to be like, is it's like, well, we can we'll do, do a bit of everything, we'll do a bit of everything. Yeah. But then it's like, but what do you actually do? And I remember Ellie saying that yeah, to us. what do you do? Is she was like, you say you do all these things, but what is it that you do? Like, yeah. I, d- I don't understand what it is. And then that for me was like, oh god yeah yeah you really need to think about we like that, tried actually. to take on way too much and just end up not doing anything yeah that's <laughs> like, exactly it like not doing anything well you definitely exactly. need the experimentation and yeah the exploration to establish what you want to do but you can't base your whole company off the exploration yeah i think yeah like the exploration has to come before you do the yeah. company or like you can yeah. still explore with your theater company and like it could be like a massive like tenet of your yeah. practice is like exploration with this these certain things but you can't make a company and be like i'm gonna do every single one of these things all of these different forms and just see which one works out because that's what we try to do we were like we'll do we were like i remember us having a conversation be like if we do all these projects one of them's gonna work out but yeah. then we weren't putting all of our passion and all of our like effort into just one project it was thinly spread over five or six at a time yeah. which like might be good if you had more people, but when it's a little duo, yeah. it's not yeah. the easiest. Yeah. I feel like we've uh, really gone very, uh, what's the word? Inspirational. I know. Right? Motivational. Yeah. <laughs> we've really gone, it's it's a bit deep, isn't it? It is. Another thing I would say that I've learned um, is like, 
your first year out of university or out of training mm-hmm. is never going to be smooth sailing. Oh, no. And, like, that's just something I want to put out there because I remember, like, a year ago, like, literally a year ago, we got our results and it came up on my memories the other day. Like, I remember just being so intimidated because it was, like, well, I've got my degree now. Like, mm. what am I going to do? And, like, COVID obviously didn't make that easy because since then we had two rounds of... I spent six months of the last year in lockdown, yeah. essentially. And, like, it's it's been... It is hard. Like, your first year out of graduating is really hard. Like, and I'm not saying now I'm, like, the pinnacle oh, is, of success because rough. I've done, like, one job. But it... It's it easy, you know? yeah, it and, and a lot. That's why a lot of people don't stick with mm. what they, what they set out to do is because it is it's rough. It's not easy. Yeah. You don't get the opportunities you apply for straight yeah. away. You often don't like apply for hundreds of things before you get them. You often don't have to change your ideas. You don't have a clear idea of yeah actually where you're going anymore, and you you've got to keep reminding yourself like this is what I want to do yeah. and this is why. Yeah, you think like I remember thinking at uni like. Oh, when well, well, when people drop out in first year, like that weeds out the people that doesn't want to do it, and then everyone who graduates does want to do it. No. But I think it's your first year out of graduation, where you've not got anyone giving you deadlines. Making you do it. You've you've got to make every opportunity that mm. you have right, and it's like I think that's that's the year where I mean you can see it from people we went to university with. Like, the amount... Like, when you look at the amount of people that are doing things and what people are doing, do you know what I mean? People find what they're passionate about, yeah. I think, when you, when yeah. you leave. And if... Because you don't have a lecturer, like, running yeah, it down your throat. You don't have anyone to tell you what you have to do anymore or to make you do things with deadlines. So you find what you're passionate about or... And you stick with it or you have to refocus because you, yeah. you won't get it done, realistically. It's, yeah. it's not like... There's a consequence if you don't get it done. It's just that you won't do it anymore. So people diverge into different yeah. pathways, which is very natural and very normal. But it's it's just that's just what happens because you're not being your degree and your grade doesn't count on you being able to do that work anymore. It's just you, and if it's not working for you, then why would you continue? If that makes sense. That's so true. That's so true because that like there's this there's always this. It's like there's nothing wrong with doing something completely like, different to you, yeah. But it's just it's just how it is that like if you aren't passionate about it and there's no one making you do it, you won't do it. Yeah, <laughs> and you shouldn't try to. You should find something else that you're passionate yeah. about. Yeah, it's like in a way that like when you get your grades back at uni, like that's like getting a job, isn't it? What do you mean? So like <laughs> you hunt right? No, this is this is making sense in my head. It's gonna make sense. Like when you hand a piece of uni in. A piece of uni, yes. Oh, stop. <laughs> right, we've recorded two of these back to back. Like, yeah. my head's gonna fall off. Like, <laughs> when you re- do a piece of work for uni, you get your result and it's a yes or no. Or, like, yeah. it's like a mark of how well you've done, right? Yeah. In the real world, like, you auditioning and getting jobs is like putting work in, and it's not always gonna work out. And, like, mm. how your uni work used to be back to back, that's because someone's always there giving, giving you it. But it doesn't work like that in the real world. You like, seek out the it takes longer to get them yeses because there's so many no's in between. And you have to you seek know? out the opportunity yourself as well. It's not yeah. just, like, the next one, the next one that sort of, like, naturally comes yeah, on your course. Yeah. Sometimes you'll spend two or three weeks or even longer looking for a job or an opportunity that actually, like, yeah. suits you. Because you aren't qualified for everything. No. No one can be. I mean, I did my last dance job 
properly in like November mm-hmm. and then I recently did my proper one at yeah. the Liverpool Empire and that was in July. But then when you do find do you an know? opportunity that like suits you and you'll know that it suits you because you'll yeah. look at it and you'll get so excited like you have to just go for it. Yeah. Because yeah. it's uh, other people you know will apply you. and if you miss the deadline that's it it's gone so you've just got yeah. to like go for it and think like if I get it I get it if I don't I'll just next time yeah <laughs> do you know I mean if I don't get it it probably wasn't suited to me anyway that's what I always think yeah you know lovely should we leave that there for the day yeah I think we should yeah um I hope that you enjoyed that I hope I mean, uh, we definitely got a bit rambly at the end yeah we did at the end uh we'll see what makes the edit <laughs> <laughs> All of it. Oh, just all of it. Full sense. It felt inspirational. I hope that made any sense. <laughs> I think it did. Hopefully. But yeah, thank you very much for listening. Thank you. Um, yeah, we'll see you on the next one. You've been listening to the Ladies Who podcast from Bite Theatre. Bite Theatre is a Northwest-based theatre company founded in 2019 by like-minded women to create challenging work that explores the female experience. We create sour theatre cutting edge work that is politically charged, incredibly quirky and unapologetically female. We're committed to championing female artists and supporting their creative development. And as a company founded by Northern women, we're really keen to combat both androcentric and London-centric notions of theatre by bringing our own distinct brand of zestful, lively performance to Liverpool's rich cultural performance scene. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and let us know. You can find us on Bite Theatre on Instagram, Bite Theatre Liverpool on Facebook and Bite Theatre underscore on Twitter. Our email is bitetheatreliverpool at gmail.com if you fancy saying hello. You can also watch Pucker Up by Bite Theatre at the Angelfields Festival 2021 on YouTube at Bite Theatre. Have you ever considered how the insidious and harmful messaging women internalise impacts their own perception and performance of femininity? Bite Theatre presents Pucker Up their debut performance combining immersive practices with clowning, dance and incredibly quirky visual performance. Expect in-your-face girliness, grotesque burlesque, unapologetic angry feminists and the transformative powers of a woman's bathroom as you engage in a nuanced discussion of female empowerment, consumerism and collective liberation. Thank Thank you you for listening. listening!